Welcome home. I'm your host, Suzanne Bazarco, and I'm so happy you're here. This is our space to explore all things yoga and mindfulness, from morning stretches to meditation before bedtime, from schedules to simplifying home life for more sanity. We will tap into emotions and tackle tasks. Together, we'll create the yogic home filled with health, happiness, and sustainable habits. We are here to create a yoga-inspired home and a yoga-inspired life that is organized and energized. Let's get started. Hello, hello, Suzanne here, and welcome to February 2022, the Yogic Homes first episode here in February. Yeah, it's February, and where I am in the world is in the United States, in the Midwestern region, where we have dun 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 winter, and it is just as dreary as dreary can be. The kids have had snow days, which are actually e-learning days. You know, I miss those old school, just snow days where there's no work and the kids go play in the snow. But these days with technology, love-hate relationship with technology, well, we no longer have to tack those days on to the end of the school year, but we have to do the work on snow days. So February has been tricky already. 2022 has already opened up its gate and been tricky. So, but here we are and we are working to feel a little bit more fit in our mind, body, and spirit. So away we go. On to happier topics. So I will say that, like I said, back in January, it was a slow launch into 2022. So January was just a time of reflecting on 2021 and kind of creating the plan for 2022. So part of that process was de-junking. And as people like to hope that January 1 kind of just, you know, you snap your finger, you step into um, a new year and, you know, everything is different. Well, I said February 1 was kind of like my January 1. And I encouraged you to kind of take on that same mindset. It's not just the flip of a switch. So I'm still here in February and still working on a few of those dejunct January tasks, um, but feeling much better. And it's, you know, once you start to see some progress, every Everything seems to move at a better pace and you just feel better, right? So some of the things, one of the things I wanted to share, because as I was thinking about this whole de-junking process that we work through mainly in January, but really things pop up here and there, and we're always in that mindset a little bit. But I wanted to share a little passage from The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo, which if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I love to refer back to Marie Kondo. So here is a little 
passage from the book, and she says, To truly cherish the things that are important to you, you must first discard those that have outlived their purpose. To get rid of what you no longer need is neither wasteful nor shameful. Can you truthfully say that you treasure something buried so deeply in a closet or drawer that you have forgotten its existence? If things had feelings, they would certainly not be happy. Free them from the prison to which you have relegated them. Help them leave that deserted aisle to which you have exiled them. Let them go with gratitude. Not only you, but your things as well will feel clear and refreshed when you are done tidying. So oftentimes we have such a hard time parting ways with things, right? We just feel shameful. We feel wasteful. But the reality is we will feel more clear and we will feel more refreshed just by tidying up these things. Um, And like she says, sometimes things have just outlived their purpose and there's nothing wrong with that. So along with Marie Kondo, I too give you full permission to free the things in your life, in your home that have outlived their purpose. So if we take a look at a few more of those spaces that are clutter collecting beasts, I would say that sometimes seasonal gear can have a way of accumulating. And this is something that I'm currently tackling. I kind of tackle it at the beginning of winter as it shifts over um, from fall into winter or really, you know, as the weather starts to get cooler here. But I have some boxes. I have everything pretty organized But I have kind of a system of seasonal gear where I move winter and fall stuff from one coat closet into the mudroom closet. And then whatever's in the mudroom closet, I move into that coat closet. I will say each time I make that shift, I pull out the things that no longer fit the kids or things that are just have outlived their purpose or are no longer sparking joy, as Marie Kondo would also say. But the thing that tends to collect the clutter are the boxes of hats and gloves. And sometimes, I don't know, yeah, I don't know about you, but sometimes we get these, you know, swag bags of stuff and there's hats and gloves and things that we never really wanted in the first place, but we feel wasteful getting rid of them. Well, it's time to get rid of some of those things. And honestly, one thing that I used to be a little bit better at at was um, creating these bags of hope where it's something you create these little bags of some basic necessities and really it's just like a gallon size Ziploc bag and you fill it up with some basic necessities that as you're out especially when we were living in a city or getting into Chicago a little bit more frequently you take those bags and then you hand them off to someone who is homeless or you can pass them along to homeless shelters for them to pass out as well and something that always goes well in those would be hats and gloves um, work well in bags of hope to pass along to some of the homeless folks that are out in the cold. Um, And I think if I remember correctly, one of the main needs for homeless shelters and those who tend to end up living out on the streets are socks. So if you are thinking about creating some sort of bag of hope to pass along in the winter seasons, um, 
sock can go in there. But point being, as you are clearing out these cluttered spaces, think about how you things that have outlived their purpose for you, but are still in good condition. You can really think about how to make it not be wasteful and how those items can be put into, you know, a pretty little package and passed along to someone in need. So I am currently going through some of those boxes of hats and gloves and all that those goods that like, I mean, honestly, you can only have so many. I do tend to hang on to a few extras just in case something gets lost or the kids have friends over and somebody needs something, that kind of stuff. But the reality is they can really fill up and really feel cluttered really quickly. So think about going through seasonal gear and really being thoughtful about what you have and how to organize that stuff in a way that doesn't feel so overwhelming and cluttered. Another thing that happens to be a clutter zone is sports stuff. So if you have kids and they're in different sports, you know, those tend to be seasonal too. You can jockey around with that a little bit. But what I have for sports gear is actually um, a shoe rack and a coat rack out in the garage. So if you step out into our garage, you will see that space where I store all of the sports stuff. So whatever the sport is, my daughter plays soccer. So she has her soccer bag that I have hung up on a hook and she has her soccer shoes in that little shoe rack. And then my son plays flag football. So his bag is hanging out there as well with his shoes out there too. And then what tends to go on that coat rack too out there, not only sports gear, but a little bit of the seasonal gear where there are sometimes some jackets and boots and stuff from, you know, when you come in from snow blowing and everything's wet and you don't want to bring it inside, hang it out there and it, you know, is out of the way for the time being. So that kind of sports section can be a little bit of a multi-purpose seasonal section as well. But I love that, that it's kind of right outside of the mudroom. And let's be honest, stuff tends to land in the mudroom as well. But that outside space really is a great space to place sports stuff and that seasonal gear. Another area that tends to get cluttered really quickly, cleaning supplies. Underneath cabinets, oh my goodness, the cleaning supplies. So definitely something that I've been doing over the course of the last few years is really thinking about kind of the getting rid of those toxic products. And we will certainly be talking in more detail about that kind of stuff. But I've gotten rid of lots of toxic products. And what that does is it there's lots of multiple multi-purpose, non-toxic products. So you end up with less stuff in those cleaning cabinets. So by getting rid of some of those toxic products and introducing some of the non-toxic products, you can eliminate a lot of the, you know, extras. So think about checking out what is in your cleaning cabinets, um, pantry and refrigerator. Those, again, we will tackle in more detail in another time. But same thing there. Take a peek and really, I mean, I love, I know this is crazy, but I absolutely love to take a look at expiration dates on foods and stuff. I'm one that, boom, it's gone. And there, you always seem to find something where it's like I go through it every 
every single year. And I always, every single year, tend to find something that I'm like, how in the world is that still in there? It has such a crazy expiration date from so long ago that it's just mind blowing. But I love to go through and get rid of expired stuff. And that's a great time too to really start to pay attention to what types of foods you have in the pantry. Pantry especially, refrigerator is a little bit different. But paying attention to introducing the really idea of clean eating and doing a little research about adding in brands of foods that are a little bit more clean in their ingredient list. Super fun to take a peek at that as well. So consider looking, especially in your pantry, at what is in there and getting rid of some of that junk. Now, here is another Marie Kondo thing that I thought was so fascinating. So if we think about also a high clutter category, it would be just general clothing. And so each season, each January, for sure, take a peek at your clothing and really get rid of the things that don't spark joy. And then really, like, let's be honest, if you haven't worn it in a year, it might be time to get rid of things. And sometimes I have found that it's time to get rid of things that just even you've just had for a long time that are kind of all of a sudden they're just really boring. And although they still fit, they still look nice, sometimes it's just time to freshen things up. So think about parting ways with a few items that are like, eh, you're just kind of bored of them. And that opens up some space to add in some new fun stuff. And what I thought was so interesting in looking at Marie Kondo's book, again, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, where she talks about loungewear. Okay, so I imagine I'm not the only one that can pile up loungewear, and it tends to be like super frumpy. But Marie's suggestion is to think about even your pajamas. She says, and I'll just go ahead and read. She says, the same goes for pajamas. If you're a woman, try wearing something elegant as nightwear. The worst thing you can do is wear a sloppy sweatsuit. I occasionally meet people who dress like this all the time, whether waking or sleeping. If sweatpants are your everyday attire, you'll end up looking like you belong in them, which is not very attractive. What you wear in the house does impact your self-image. So I thought that was so fun, just something to think about. The fact that even what you wear in your house really impacts the way that you feel about yourself. So consider parting ways with some of your loungewear and upgrading it. I'm not saying you need to do something, you know, sassy that attracts other activities, but all I'm saying is think about upgrading your loungewear so that you feel motivated, you feel good, you feel alive and fresh even in your house, even when no one's looking, right? So that is kind of all I have for you for today. And I will meet you back here next week to keep moving forward with these ways of creating a yoga home filled with organization and energizing ideas to live your best life. <music>
Yoga can offer so much inspiration to live a meaningful and fulfilled life. With each episode of The Yogic Home, you are getting the tools to create a yoga-inspired home and live a yoga-inspired life. I encourage you to take what you have learned today and implement it into your home. Please let me know what you have used and how it has worked for you. Connect with me over at Feelings Fitness Family on Instagram and Facebook or via email Suzanne, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E, at feelingsfitness.com. Head over to the website, www.feelingsfitness.com for more resources. I wish for you a yoga-inspired life that feels organized and energized.